Hi everyone, welcome to SAMA, a program which invites an expert each week to discuss a topic from their area of expertise. This week we are delighted to have Wendy Myers with us to teach us about the dangers of heavy metals. Is chronic low energy limiting your full experience in life? Are chronic systems robbing you of your wellness and vitality? And is fatigue ruining your life? Heavy metals may be damaging energy factories within your cells. Fatigue is the first sign of heavy metal toxicity. Heavy metals short-circuit energy production by attacking your mitochondria, which are the energy-producing power parts within your cells. The result is mitochondrial dysfunction, a root cause of fatigue, weight gain, and accelerated aging. It is difficult to diagnose and treat chronic health concerns and diseases, but what if you could safely, effectively, and rapidly remove the heavy metals that are wreaking havoc with your mitochondria's function? What if you are able to restore your energy and vitality, boost your performance, and improve the quality and duration of your life? Wendy Myers is founder of MyersDetox.com. She is a heavy metal detox expert and functional diagnostic nutritionist in Los Angeles, California. She is the number one best-selling author of Limitless Energy, How to Detox Toxic Metals to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue. Wendy hosts the Myers Detox podcast about all things related to detox. She's passionate about educating people on the importance of detox and how to live a long, disease-free life. She created the revolutionary Myers Detox Protocol and the Mitochondrial Detox Programs after working with thousands of clients around the world. Wendy's on a mission to help millions of people figure out that last missing piece of the puzzle in resolving their fatigue, brain fog, and health issues. This missing piece is a heavy metal detox. Welcome to our show, Wendy. It's fabulous to have you with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. How did you get involved with heavy metals and the, well, and the dangers? Yes, well, I, you know, I'm like a lot of people that got into the health industry or became a health practitioner because I had my own health issues and, you know, was trying to go on Dr. Google and figure out what was going on with me. And, you know, yeah, you know, like we all are all doing, we have so much access to information these days on the internet. And, you know, and I, I went with like, you know, like anyone, I went to my doctor, like, why am I exhausted? Why am I brain fogged? Why, why am I, I just feel angry all the time. I don't feel happy. What's wrong with me. And, you know, I just had a baby. So I thought, Oh, maybe I'm just have mommy brain or just, my hormones are a mess or what have you. And, uh, but after, you know, a year after I had a year after I had my child, I'm like, well, it's not mommy brain anymore. <laughs> like so, something is going doctor and all this test and found out I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman, which I was thrilled to hear. And cause I was only 37 at the time. This was oh. 10 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and just uh, didn't want to do the hormone replacement therapy that she suggested. I thought, you know, I'm 37. That's not really how I envisioned my thirties on no. hormones. So, like, <laughs> yeah. so I thought, let's figure out like what, so I just thought what happened? Why are my hormones so low? 
And then what can I do to reverse that? There has to be some sort of, you know, deductive reasoning here. So I decided, uh, I started searching on the internet, what interferes hormones, and I found heavy metals, uh, chemicals, you know, estrogens, plastics, perfumes, hormone mimicking, toxins. And uh, then I found some heavy metals test. I found a hair mineral analysis, also known as an HTMA, and said, you know, what the heck? Why don't I just try that? And found out I had, you know, mercury, I had cadmium, I had thallium toxicity, I had arsenic, and I had all wow. these metals. And it was, you know, shocking to me. It was a wake up call because I lived this amazingly healthy lifestyle. You know, I, you know, I had every resource available to me to like eat amazingly healthy food, cook my own food. It was all organic, the best quality supplements. I took a whole shopping bag full of supplements and all this stuff. I'm like, why do I feel like crap? all the time, you know, and I was having fits of anger and rage and just, I'm like, I don't recognize this person in the mirror mm. anymore. Mm. And so I just started, I went on a detox protocol and uh, started taking lots of minerals to start with and then detox supplements and just really started feeling better, you know, fairly quickly, not an overnight process, mm. but over the course of a year and then two years, I really felt a huge, huge change and just became a very passionate advocate for detox and started my website, myersdetox.com. If you had a healthy lifestyle and you were burdened with these heavy metals, what about other people that aren't so careful with what they consume? It must be yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all in the same boat. I mean, we get all of these heavy metals in the air, food, and water. And it doesn't matter how healthy you eat, how much you exercise, if you eat organic, if you take a, a cupboard full of supplements, it doesn't matter. Every single day, no matter what you control in your environment, you're breathing in air that has chemicals, you're probably using products that have toxins in them and putting them on your skin where they directly absorb into you. If you drink filtered water, you're probably taking a shower and you absorb about a gallon of water in your body through your skin in a 10 minute shower. You're absorbing toxins in your shower water. Um, you also uh, get it if you're not drinking properly filtered water, that's a big source of toxins. Um, so we just, we just are exposed to, to toxins everywhere. It's really impossible to avoid. We have about 100,000 chemicals, it's estimated, in our environment with thousands more. Uh, introduced each year with zero testing or safety testing whatsoever. Um, so you really have to be, uh, you know, as vigilant as you can to control what goes in and on your body. Uh, but more importantly, you really need to be start start thinking about living a detox lifestyle. There's only so much you can control as far as ingestion is concerned. This stuff is coming in every day, so you have to think about how you're going to be getting it out on a daily basis. You, you didn't mention one scary statistic. You said that when you have a shower, your body absorbs a gallon of water. So, of course, that's regular uh, tap water, which has got all the yucky stuff in it. Yeah. One gallon seems quite high. Because after a shower, if you weigh yourself and compare that to your weight before the shower, your weight's generally about the same. So. Well, 
Well, you're exposed to quite a bit of water. I mean, maybe you're not absorbing in the entire gallon, but you are absorbing toxins in your skin. Yes. You, you know, if you have fluoride and chlorine and medications and pesticides and other things that get into water, you are absorbing that through your skin. You know, the transdermal medications that use patches are used today because they have a much, much higher absorption rate than orally ingested oh. medications. So your skin's very adept at absorbing anything it comes into contact with. And so uh, you are being exposed to uh, a lot of toxins in the water. And also when the hot water vaporizes, you breathe in toxins that way as That's well. True. So you do That's have a very significant exposure while you're showering in regular tap water. Right. I, I suppose a good side of the steam aspect is it will be distilled at that stage. So it wouldn't have so many toxins, I guess. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I think distillation is a certain heat or it's done at a certain heat, probably right. hotter than what you'd get when you shower. Oh. So it's good to think about these things and pick them apart a little bit. <laughs> But yeah, but you you do. I mean, you you do breathe stuff in that like chlorine. You know, gas. Chlorine turns into a gas, and you know, at a, at a certain temperature, this stuff does get vaporized, and you breathe it in. Okay. Is that why you think there's a prevalence of fatigue in society? You ask anyone on the streets, "How are you feeling?" Oh, okay, a little bit worn out. <laughs> do you think that the energy levels of people today differs from energy levels of people 100 years ago for example yeah well there's a lot of different reasons people are tired i mean certainly diet is one of them we have definitely poorer diets than we did 100 years ago um, and that's certainly one factor but there's a lot of people eating incredible diets and that are still tired and Part of the reason is because of toxins and heavy metals that interfere in how your body produces energy. And there are certain metals like arsenic, which most people know about, tin, uh, which a lot of people are aware of, um, and then um, arsenic, aluminum, tin, thallium, and cesium. A lot of people aren't as familiar with thallium and cesium, but thallium is naturally occurring in petroleum deposits. So any kind of uh, byproduct of industry or petroleum production or car exhaust um, releases thallium into our air and we breathe it in. And cesium is in our environment because of nuclear testing and nuclear accidents. People that were insured, you know, um, you know, in Czechoslovakia, in that area, Eastern Europe, during Chernobyl in 1986, will have very high levels of cesium. People in Japan uh, have can have very high levels of cesium because of the Fukushima disaster. And so anywhere there's nuclear testing or accidents and things people don't know about, there's testing going on people don't know about, um, that unleashes cesium into our environment. And I have cesium. Um, and a lot of people that I test also have cesium toxicity as well, or high levels. And so uh, these metals play a huge role in chronic fatigue um, because they poison enzymes that transport nutrients into our mitochondria, which are the cell's powerhouses. They make our body's energy or ATP, which is the energy currency of the cell. 
So that's what heavy metals do. They poison enzymes. And in doing that, they poison, I mean, every conceivable metabolic function in our body. But these specific metals uh, poison our mitochondria. And so when you have any level of these metals in your body, you're going to have a reduced capability to produce the energy that your body would otherwise be capable of. And so um, it's, it's more, a big reason why people are fatigued today. And when re you remove these metals, people definitely have a big surge in energy production. And I've even had clients that are bedridden, that have severe chronic fatigue, a year, 18 months later are back to work. Uh, and that, that's how profound detox can be to remove these metals and restore function. If they didn't remove the heavy metals, are there more serious health issues on the horizon for many people? Yeah, and one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have in healing from any type of health issue is lack of energy. Because you have to have energy to, uh, for your immune system to function. You have to have energy to recuperate from chronic illness. You have to have energy to detox. You have to have energy to sleep. Sleep is a very energy-intensive, regenerative process. So, and even a cancer is considered a mitochondrial disease. A lot of different health issues are mitochondrial diseases. And there's a, a burgeoning um, field of research at mitochondrial medicine because when you restore functional mitochondria, you, it's like a domino effect. A lot of other things will resolve themselves. And so uh, for me, there, and like I said, there's many different things that promote low energy in the body. Uh, a high infection load or chronic infections can use up a lot of your, your energy in your body. Poor digestion can result, poor absorption of nutrients can result in poor energy production if you don't have the raw, raw materials, um, mineral nutrient deficiencies. But when you uh, detox your body, you're gonna have at least get rid of that factor that is impeding your body's ability to produce energy. Right. Do heavy metals affect different people differently? There are people that don't, they don't do any detox regimes, but they always seem to have high energy levels and look the, uh, the fountain of youth, lots of energy. Yes. Yeah, because we're, we're all different genetically. I mean, you know, I've seen those people in your life or know or hear of people that can drink a gallon of vodka every day and still go to work and, you know, somehow function. Uh, I can do that, but they have these... Oh, really? A gallon of vodka? No, or whatever, a fifth of vodka or whatever it is. Okay, but, you yeah. know, there's people that they can function um, while, you know, doing things that would destroy another person. And these are people that have Olympic livers. They have these amazing livers that have a profound ability to process toxins. Right. And, so, and those are the people you hear about that are smoking until they're 100 years old. And the, mm. they can do all these things and not have consequences. Well, that's probably not you. You know, the, the majority, that's not the majority of people. Um, but there are those people that can, can do that. But the majority of people um, have uh, different genetic variations in their liver's ability to detox or their um, ability to absorb nutrients or, or what have you, or their kidneys to function to eliminate toxins. And uh, people have different ability of their 
their de different detox ability, so to speak. Um, but when you also factor in that over the decades, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, um, you know, people are building up toxins over the course of their lifetime. And at some point for people, there's a tipping point where there's one stressful traumatic event that pushes them over the edge into chronic illness or into a diagnosis or into chronic fatigue. And it could be a toxin exposure, but it also can be an infection they get or the death of a loved one or a divorce or some sort of event that just pushes them over the edge and their body can't handle it anymore. And, and there's another phenomenon where when people are build up toxins to a certain level where their liver can't handle it, they can't get the toxins out and the toxins just keep building up and up and up and up and making them sicker and sicker and sicker. And, and usually when the sickest individuals out there usually are the ones that have multiple defects in their body's ability to detox, that their body's ability to detox is compromised genetically and in other ways. And that's one of the reasons they're really, really sick. They just can't get the toxins out. So it's a, it's a complex uh, conversation, but those are kind of like A, B, C, D, E, and F as to why some people can function with all the toxins in their body and why other people can't. Right. I guess everyone's got different diets as well. Are there any foods that are worse or more, more, more likely to have heavy toxin metals in them? Yes. Yeah. So there's, um, fish is a big one, you know, large migratory fish like ahi tuna, shark, and other types of fish can definitely have higher levels of heavy metals like mercury and cadmium and other metals. And, uh, but the smaller fish tend to be totally safe to eat. Uh, they can still have metals in them, but, uh, you know, all of our food is contaminated with either pesticides or chemicals or heavy metals. Organic food means chemical free. It doesn't mean heavy metal free. So some of the, sometimes the vegetarians, vegans are like, oh, I'm not eating meat because it's so toxic and it's bioaccumulating toxins and blah, blah, blah. But you know, plants are contaminated also. And so is water. So it sounds depressing, <laughs> but uh, there's definitely more contaminated food sources than others. And uh, shellfish can be very contaminated with because they're you know, bottom feeders or feed uh, close to the shore. So they can definitely have more you know, heavy metals in them as well and runoff, toxin, toxic runoff from the land and farming production and things like that. Um, but you know, uh, there, there's a lot of different sources uh, of toxins, but I'd say I, I don't uh, want people to avoid fish because it's incredibly nutritious. I just want people to avoid the most obvious, uh, you know, sources that are very, very toxic. And also factory farmed animal proteins, very, very toxic as well, because they're going to have um, really poor quality feed, pesticides in the feed, and their body is made of that, the feed, that food that they're eating and the water that they're drinking. Um, so I don't recommend factory farm meats. If you're going to eat animal protein, it should be you know, grass-fed, organic, or pastured animal protein. And people don't need very much animal protein. Some people could, are do just fine without it. 
Uh, but I think the majority of people need just a tiny little bit um, because there's nutrients in there that's really important for liver detoxification. Um, but the, it's a it's a big topic to cover. I can, I can talk about the best foods for detox also. That's a, a really... Okay, well, yeah. um, just one other question I'd like to ask before we go on to what we can do about it. Um, what you've said is to try and go for the smaller fish rather than the larger predatory fish. And presumably that's because the mercury accumulates in the bodies of, of animals. So the small fish have got a little bit of mercury, but the larger fish eat a lot of small fish and the, and the heavy metals accumulate. Is yeah. that a fair... Um, is that the reason why larger fish have got more heavy metals in them? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they live a lot longer. They're very, very large fish. They just have had years and years and years to accumulate mercury. But why do the fish have mercury in them and other metals? It's not just mercury. It's also cadmium and nickel and lead and things like that. It's because of petroleum. It's because of industry and cars and petroleum production unleashing all of these metals into the environment which then settle into the oceans, get into the fish, and it's also in our soils also. And so that's why, like a lot of people aren't really thinking about why do the the fish have mercury in the first place? That's why. Right. And so this is why plants have got mercury because it's drawing it from the soil. Mm -hmm. Can you see the analogy between the big fish, small fish, and grass and cows? The cows are eating a lot of grass. And they are now the reservoirs of the heavy metals. So wouldn't meat have a lot more heavy metal metals in them than than the vegetables? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, okay. And it also just depends. I mean, it depends on where the cows grew up. It depends on where the plants were grown. It depends on the the heavy metal content of the soil, and it depends on the plant's ability to. Uh, uh, uptake uh, heavy metals also because things like teas and herbs are very very much more nutrient dense than like some lettuce but that's because they also have a lot more heavy metals in them because of their capacity to uptake nutrients from the soil Um, so and it's also the same thing with tobacco or even marijuana incredible capacity to uptake cadmium which is a very toxic heavy metal from the soil and so that's why uh, people get cancer from smoking and marijuana also is because of the cadmium, which in, it causes genetic mutations much more so than if someone doesn't have cadmium. And that's why smokers get cancer. Now, there's 4,000 toxins in cigarettes, but cadmium is a, a big trigger of genetic mutations. So well, there's a, it's a big topic. <laughs> 4,000 toxins in smoking. Yeah. It's um, quite sobering it's really quite very very scary 4,000 toxins yeah and this yeah I know I mean my brother's wife count how many there are (laughs) my brother's wife just died on Monday from lung cancer cigarette smoking then switched to vaping thinking that was healthier vapes are far more toxic than cigarettes and so she got very very aggressive form of lung cancer from vaping for four years and unfortunately nothing could be done she was gone within a couple months of diagnosis but but, but yeah it's 
Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, it's why I do what I do to try to educate people about this stuff. These, these metals are causing so many different symptoms, not just fatigue, but they also cause cancers. They also are the responsible for so many of the chronic health diseases they contribute to diabetes. I think they're one of the biggest toxins are one of the biggest causes of diabetes. They contribute to high blood pressure. They contribute to heart disease. It's not just our diet and food. Gosh. That uh, the vaping issue is quite hot at the moment because there have been a few people that have um, been rushed to hospital as a result of vaping, yeah. and you've said that it's actually worse than smoking. And which, how can that be when it doesn't have the ash go down your lungs? It doesn't have the nicotine, or some do. How can that be worse than smoking? Well, it it all depends on the quality. So when you have, um, so with, with cigarettes, you have a filter, you have the benefit of a filter. Okay. And also when you are vaping, you're, they're doing this extraction method and there's different extraction methods. One is carbon dioxide, which is great. And, but if you're, even if you're doing carbon dioxide extraction, um, if it's not an organic product, you're concentrating the pesticides in that tobacco um, to get the nicotine out of it to put in the vape. Um, but if you're not using carbon dioxide extraction to get those those extracts and components that people mm-hmm. want to vape, you're, they're doing a chemical extraction, like a hexane extraction. And so you're getting, you're breathing in hexane, you're breathing in pesticides, and you're gonna have, that's why people, even with just a year of vaping, some people are hospitalized and die that are otherwise totally healthy because of this acute toxicity and then inflammation that is caused from doing the vape. So especially if you're doing the flavored vapes, that's another chemical toxin um, that is in, in that, that you're inhaling directly without the benefit of a filter and that's very, very uh, concentrated. Um, so, and, and so that your t- teenagers are the targets. They like these, these flavored vapes that are like strawberry or grape or what have you. So, and we're seeing in the newspapers and online, a lot of teenagers that have only been vaping for a year and being hospitalized and dying yes. from it. So it's again, like anything, there's a range of quality within vapes. There's a range of quality with tobacco, marijuana, uh, other things that people smoke and ingest. So it's not not just an either or, of course, people shouldn't be smoking or vaping, but don't be fooled to thinking that vaping is a healthier choice than cigarettes. It's not. Thank you for saying that. Very, very interesting. Okay, so we are swimming in toxins. We've got got toxins all around us. What can we do about it? What can we do? Yes. Well, there's a lot that you can do. There's a lot that you can do. Awareness is the first step uh, to just being uh, aware of everything you're putting on and in your body, the choices that you're making and the food that you're eating, the products that you're buying, the products that you're cleaning with your home. And so that's a first step. And on myrcetox.com on my site, I have lots and lots of information uh, there's 300 articles, 300 podcasts, uh, all about these topics, um, and in detail and at length recommended products. Um, so that's the first thing. Cause you, you can't drain the bathtub if you're constantly filling it up <laughs> with toxins. So you want to try to control what you can in your environment. 
That's the first step. And then the next thing is detoxing your body. So going, uh, going about removing toxins from your body. And so that takes time. Um, but, uh, there's simple solutions that you can do. Number one, nutritionally supporting your body. Minerals are really, really key in detoxing your body. They're not that sexy. So a lot of people, uh, really aren't focusing on minerals or focusing on antioxidants or turmeric or resveratrol or <laughs> things that there's a lot of marketing around those that people hear about on the internet and get kind of interested in or seduced by. And those, those things are great. But the basics that your body needs is minerals. That's how your body works. So you need to be focusing on magnesium, zinc, selenium, potassium, and, and other things like that, that are really, really, really important for your body to function, but also key for detoxification because these will push metals out of your body. So that's the, the first step in detoxification is minerals and nutrition. And then after that, uh, a great place to start is taking a binder. Um, a binders are things like activated charcoal, things like modified citrus pectin. Um, I have a product called Citra Cleanse, which is a grapefruit pectin. And there's lots of different products out there that are great. Uh, clays, betonite clays, zeolites things like that, that will, you can take in and they will just absorb toxins like a sponge in your gut and some get into your bloodstream also. And so that's a great thing to do. That's an essential uh, component to any proper detox. And then once you've been doing those for a little bit, then you can move on to pulling metals out of your tissues because binders don't get into your brain and pull out mercury. Okay. So Binders just stay in your body and will absorb stuff and help escort it out of the body. But the next step is taking uh, what are chelators, things like cilantro extract or um, other things like silicas and things like that that will get into your cells, bind on the metals, and then pull them out of the cells, and a binder will soak them up. And so um, lots of different products on the market. I have a product called Activated Silica that's great at binding onto metals that cause fatigue, like the arsenic, aluminum, tin, thallium, and cesium that I talked about. Um, that's specifically formulated to bind onto those types of heavy metals. And what I use to really help people to recover from fatigue and chronic fatigue syndrome. And, um, and there's, there's just lots of different products out there, but you know, the best thing to do really is testing to find out what heavy metals that you have because different supplements remove different metals. And so uh, rather than kind of guessing and trying to take different products that advertise that they're gonna detox you, it's uh, rather than guessing and randomly taking stuff, it's much more kind of targeted, uh, kind of much more of like a, a, a sniper approach to supplementation to figure out what metals you have and then from there, you can go on to take the supplements that we know in the research are formulated specifically to pull out the metals that you have. Right. If you do a test, a hair test, for example, and you find that you have got a certain burden of metals, it's very likely, I guess, that other members of the same family or your family also have the same problem. So the whole family would have to do a um, detox regime, the same 
the same time. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a very good point. I'm, I'm glad that you know that because, you know, families tend to eat the same things and yes. eat the food from the same, you know, locations and, you know, drink the same water and shower on the same water and have the same exposures. So they do tend to have the same toxins. And then mom will also pass her toxins on to the children. So that's why families and family members tend to have very similar metals tests. I guess breastfeeding women as well. Would the, would the heavy metals go through the, um, through the milk? Yes, unfortunately it does. Yeah, there's been about, um, in certain tests, there's been about 200 toxins in the umbilical cord that have been found and the, at least 70 chemicals and toxins in breast milk. So we do know that toxins, uh, based on the research, pass from mother to child in a number of ways. Gosh, so the, um, the mother would have to be very, very careful what she consumes mm -hmm. while she's breastfeeding. Yeah, no detox during pregnancy and breastfeeding. Okay, because it releases the toxins and it's floating around your body and it'll go out in the milk, I suppose. Yeah, that's not what we want. Yeah, unfortunately, you want to detox before you get pregnant or after you're done breastfeeding. Okay, okay. Why are some metals good for the body and some are bad? Aluminium is bad. Yes. And you have potassium and, other, and others which are good. So what's the difference between them? Well, the potassium is a mineral. So it just, uh, you know, it's interesting because there are certain metals like, say, copper, for instance. Um, it's like anything. You can get too much of a good thing. Um, <laughs> like iron. You need that. Too yes. much is bad. Um, so it's just like anything. So, some uh, minerals we need, like they're mineral slash metals like barium or things like tin or nickel. We need a little bit of those in our body because they, they play various roles in the body. But too much is bad. And there's certain metals like, and so if you're mineral deficient, your body and without the presence of those minerals, the preferred mineral to do certain jobs in the body, your body will be forced to retain certain heavy metals that can do the same job in the body. It won't do as good a job, but it can do a similar job. So if you're mineral depleted, you're going to tend to be more heavy metal toxic as a result. Right. So this is why you mentioned it's good to take mineral supplements first, possibly before a detox program yeah yeah it's a it's a base it's the basis of a detox program and it, and for some people that are really sick they can't handle detox supplements they're just not ready for that like people who try to detox and felt really sick it yes. might be because they're not doing a binder but it's uh more so because they're just not ready you know we can't put the cart before the horse a lot of people need to take minerals for a while it can take up to a year to replete minerals in the body before they're ready to do a detox. It's a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you think about it, you've had 30, 40, 50, 60 years to accumulate toxins, not going to turn around in three months. You know, you have to be realistic. The body doesn't work that fast. No, no. A question in from Facebook from um, Milo. Thanks, Milo, for being so patient. She asked at the very beginning. But... Um, now is a good time to ask this question. Um, we've talked about ways that heavy metals can get into your body through the products you eat, cleansing products, perfumes, showers. But there's MRI, contrast agent, uh, gadolinium. Mm -hmm. And Milo's asking, 
um, how do you get rid of the uh, gadolinium in your body? Because it doesn't bind well or hold the binding well with it. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a problem that she's that that, that she needs to solve. So yeah. this is um, how. What do you do if you've got um, this MRI contrast agent flowing through your body? You've you've had your MRI. Now you want that contrasting agent gone. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and this is a problem for a lot of people. A lot of people are just are, don't have any awareness that they're doing some of these MRIs and getting a barium beverage or getting a gadolinium beverage uh, for a contrast agent. So gadolinium can be removed with EDTA suppositories. And so that's one way that you can get rid of it. Zeolites are also one way to get rid of gadolinium. I prefer, uh, not all zeolites are created equal. Some are bad and some are, are great. I only recommend Cytodetox. Um, it's a liposomal nanonized zeolite. So that works really, really well with the EDTA. And I have all this stuff in my store at store.myersdetox.com. But I really like Kelatox, EDTA suppositories. Uh, most people, I kind of, I'll start them on zeolites first. Um, and also my Citraclins grapefruit pectin. That is also because it has really, really high levels of boron. Boron is going to bind on to most heavy metals, including gadolinium. So that's why it's really, really effective at reducing people's heavy metal load because of that really, really high level of boron. And so, yeah, and so that's what I recommend. And it's not this. It's not that you can just take boron and magically start detoxing. You know, you can get too much boron, but. Um, boron has just a unique binding ability where it's going to bind onto metals. And, uh, that's why a lot of greens powders, a lot of green, you know, green juice powders and things like that have a lot of boron in them. And that really helps to, to detox the body. So, uh, for gadolinium, it's EDTA. Not, and I don't recommend the IV chelation. That's too harsh for a lot of people. That's not where you begin you don't drop a nuclear bomb until you built a bomb shelter. So I don't like IV chelation to begin. That's if you that's if you have a life-threatening situation. Yeah, time to pull out the nuclear bomb. Um, but for most people, we want to do safe and gentle and slow. And so it's best to start with some zeolites and binders. And then uh, the, maybe you're not making enough progress or you're feeling pretty good. Then you can move on to the EDTA suppositories. Right, right. Are there any foods, natural foods, which just uh, have the ability of extracting toxins from your body? Yeah, so the, the top detox foods on the planet, the number one is broccoli sprouts. So <laughs> I grow these myself. Yeah, it's broccoli sprouts, and they, I love them. The, I, I grow them myself. I eat them uh, pretty much almost every single day I have sprouts at every meal. I grow all different kinds of sprouts, garlic sprouts and radish sprouts and things like that because they can have, you know, 10 to even 400 times the nutrients of the mature plant. And so those are key, 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 key. And so I have a sprouting machine, but you can just grow them in a jar, a mason jar. They're, they, they, you can grow them in three to five days really fast and they're ready to eat, get everything on Amazon that you need. Um, and so I also, if anyone's interested, I have this product, it's called Daily Detox. It's uh, about 8% fermented broccoli sprouts. 
And so this is a great kind of smoothie additive or you can put it in water or juice. And so people that don't want to grow or deal with that, um, they can just take the daily detox and their smoothie. And there's about 26 different ingredients that help the liver detox and help the body detox and get lots and lots of nutrients and superfoods. Um, the next uh, best food for detox is garlic. Garlic is very high in a type of sulfur that helps the body detox and just anti-cancer, antifungal, antiviral, um, just super, super nutritious. Um, but the body needs sulfur to detox and broccoli sprouts full of sulforaphane, which is a form of sulfur. That's why they're great for detox. And then there's onions. Uh, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, has amazing breath after they eat onions, <laughs> but it's all that sulfur in them. Um, and so onions are amazing for detox and then ginger, ginger, amazing for detox and strangely also egg yolks. Egg yolks are really, really high in choline, which is needed for detox. Most people deficient in choline, and we need that for a lot of different reasons. So those are the top, the top five foods I try to incorporate um, almost every day in my diet. I do the best I can, but you really want to be focusing on those foods for detox. Right. Would it, um, I guess when you're talking about these products, you're talking about farm products. And trying to get quality like eggs for example you go to a supermarket you buy an egg is that a no-no you know if it's just a regular packet caged bird fed from grain only you can't choose what it eats is would that your egg yolk not be as good as a, a, a free-range chicken which is free to run around and pick it what it likes <laughs> well, yeah, for sure, because, you know, quality matters. So the higher the quality food, the more nutrient dense is going to be. So when it comes to egg yolks, for instance, you know, if a yolk is like a really light yellow, that's usually going to be a factory farm chicken versus a dark orange egg yolk yes. is going to be a grass fed or pasture fed or fed sprouts and a really healthy diet so that it's going to have a, it's completely different chemical composition it's not even comparable um it's just completely different and not only that but chick or regular chickens like the factory farm chickens they're really high in arsenic so the eggs and the meat are high in arsenic because the chicken feed has arsenic in it because it makes the chickens grow 50% faster. And so the chicken farmers make a lot more money. So it's a routine around the world that's done. And um, so if you're not eating organic or grass-fed pastured chicken, you're getting arsenic in your chickens. That's what you said is quite difficult to absorb. So I just, I just paraphrase back to you to make sure I understand you correctly. They are deliberately adding arsenic to um, make their chickens grow quicker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they grow big and fat and pink and they look really healthy. The arsenic also makes them kind of pink, the meat kind of pink. So it looks healthier, but it's not. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary stuff. <laughs> but but yeah, there's lots of little distinctions and tidbits like this on, on my site, be in the, on my Myers Detox podcast, because, 
you know, I've just researched all this. I mean, I've literally taken every single food and researched it to the nth degree and how the production process behind it and what to avoid and what to, to, to eat. And, you know, there's a wide range of quality of eggs, a wide range of quality of dairy, a wide range of quality of wheat and grains. It's not like, oh, all wheat's bad and all dairy's bad. And this, you know, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You have to make certain distinctions um, because there's, you know, really super high quality, amazing food here, and then really harmful, inflammatory, uh, poor quality nutrient food mm. at the other end of the spectrum. So how, we have to make these distinctions. It is hard for a lot of people that are living in other countries that haven't got access to the products that you recommend. What do they do? You know, they, they might be from India, South Africa, or China, <laughs> where they, the access to these products and the product brands that you mentioned on your site, this is not available. Well, they might be actually at a, a, a more advantage um, if they're growing food grown on farms or grown by their neighbor or grown, you know, in a lot of countries that I travel all over the world and they're just amazing the quality of the food that you get that is just has not been touched by mass production farming or industrial farming. It's still mm. grown on small farms and in small batches. And mm. so, and people in a lot of countries are living, you know, out, out in the country or what have you, usually are, are having better nutrition than people living in the cities. I, um, well, the water that they use for watering the, um, the plants is usually mains water. It's not from a lake quite often. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been through the water process, the, the purification process, which is the water pu uh, poisoning process where they add the yeah. chlorine and fluoride and other things too. Yeah, it, and it just depends. Every, everywhere is so different, like the water quality and the how the food is grown. So it just, it just pays to make these distinctions of, what are good farming practices and knowing where your food is coming from or growing it yourself or just just knowing where your food is coming from and educating yourself on that because it's there's a learning curve with everything with improving your diet with detoxification you have to take it one step at a time it can seem overwhelming but rome wasn't built in the day you just take it one day at a time and kind of focus on the little area that you feel like you need to prioritize and and just it doesn't take that much work to learn about how to eat healthy food and source uh, healthy food and that will pay off dividends in your health it's worth the time and energy investment that's amazing oh i've forgotten the question i was going to ask is <laughs> <laughs> the um it's so so scary just what is out there now and, and the things the steps you've got to do and what you've got to be careful look out for and uh and where to source your foods as well if you're a mother and you're cooking food for the family where you source the food is going to affect the health of all your children and your husband it's um quite a quite a responsibility yes the um fluoride in the water that, that um that cities add for the health of their citizens so their teeth they have healthy teeth. teeth right yeah yeah now fluoride <laughs> is that a heavy metal 
No. So fluoride is a halogen and a halogen is something that competes with iodine in your body. Right. So it's something that prevents iodine uptake in your thyroid and prevents thyroid hormone production, which then lowers your metabolism, causes depression, and causes other symptoms related to low thyroid function. But that's only one problem it causes. I mean, it's known to cause um, bone density issues, to lower bone density, to cause cancers. And it also causes acne. A lot of people have acne go on a no fluoride diet and their acne clears up. Um, there's a lot of different uh, consequences of fluoride, um, but the most common problem is lowered thyroid function. And uh, we also know that fluoride does not prevent dental cavities or dental caries. It just, there's really no basis, scientific basis whatsoever for fluoridating the water, unfortunately. Um, but you can take iodine to push fluoride out of your body as well. You can also um, tamarind paste, um, doing a teaspoon of tamarind paste in some, a pot of greens or in your food also helps to remove fluoride and fluoride, fluoridation of your pineal gland that makes your body's melatonin that helps you sleep. A lot of people's pineal glands have been calcified from fluoride and therefore don't work as well. It's one of the reasons people don't sleep well. A lot of people that have sleep issues have this problem. So uh, doing a teaspoon of tamarind paste once a week can help to get rid of all that and uh, the calcifications in your pineal gland. Can you uh, describe it in more detail? Is it, is it tamarind, which is a, a very sour, uh, well, tamarind is from a, a fruit from a tree, isn't it? It's very sour. Uh, then you use it for cooking fish with that paste you put onto your toothbrush and you brush your teeth with that. Is that, um, that might be a little, it might be a little much. You get, that's certainly one option, wow. but it might be a little bit too much for some people's taste buds. So I like to just put a teaspoon in, in a pot of greens and, yeah. and consume it that way. But you oh, can put it in other dishes and the fish. That you uh, so it's not, for, it's not for cleaning teeth. It's more for consumption. Consumption. Yes. Okay. Yes. I got it. I got it. Yes. Well, tamarind actually tastes quite nice. You can buy the tamarind fruit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And dried fruit as well. I guess when it's yeah. dry and it's been processed, but it's would it still have the health benefits? Oh yeah, uh huh, yeah. Any form, just the paste is kind of the easiest thing to do and uh, to get access to, at least here in the U.S. Uh, but but yeah, the, any type of consumption of tamarind is helpful. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. There's two types of tamarind that you can buy that are dried. There's a sweet one. And there's a sour one. I suppose the sweet one is one that's been modified in some way. So or more palatable yeah, yeah very interesting are there any other little um little tricks that you suggest people do just to reduce the heavy metal burden or to help them get rid of the heavy metals that they currently have yes well really the easiest thing and the healthiest thing for people to do is there's a supplement called healthy salt and if you go on store.myersdetox.com i have it there it's this stuff it's called healthy salt and I'll put a little, you know, let you guys see it here. And so this stuff is, is unbelievable. I put a pinch in every glass of water. Um, I've never seen a mineral supplement facilitate heavy metal detox more effectively than this salt. 
And so uh, it's, a, it's a salt made in Korea over a three-year process. It's a low-sodium salt. So it's not like a sea salt or anything like that. A sea salt is about 1% minerals. And while I advise people heavily salt their food, because we are so mineral deficient, we need sea salt in our diet desperately. Our bodies are starving for minerals. Um, but this healthy salt is 25% minerals. So quite a striking difference in concentration. Mm -hmm. So you only need a tiny, tiny little bit. So some people can only tolerate like the tip of a toothpick um, because it's very high in sulfur. So it's mixed with herbs also. They burn it and then they wash it and they oh. put more herbs in it and they burn it and they wash it and it's just concentrated down. Yes. Um, so you have to start very, very slow, work your way up. I put a pinch in every glass of water, it dramatically increases hydration. If you don't have minerals, you can't hold on to water and you'll be drinking all this three, you know, eight glasses of water we're supposed to drink every day, right? And then you're going pee-pee every 30 minutes and it can drive you kind of nuts and make you not drink water and then you stay chronically dehydrated. Well, you, you're not holding on to the water because you're mineral deficient. Right. Um, so this can really help dramatically with hydration as well, which helps all of your, your whole health. So minerals are the spark plugs of the body. You have to have minerals for anything to work. So before you even think about detox, you got to mineralize your body. And this salt's one of the, the best ways to go about that. It's a little bit expensive, but it's a at least a six month supply. So don't let the price kind of freak you out. Um, this jar lasts a really, really long time. Because he does use such a small amount each time. It's yeah. Quite it's a small amount. Speak of mm -hmm. salt. Pretty interesting. Yeah. And the seeds of uh, broccoli, that's interesting too. I must try and find that. Now, you're yeah. not talking about seeds for sprouting. You wouldn't buy from a packet for growing the broccoli, would you? Because that's already had the herbicides and everything. Yeah. So, again, you want to get organic. Yeah. They're, they're actually broccoli seeds. And then you water them and they grow into sprouts. They sprout and they're ready in three to five days, but you want organic yes. so that they have, they don't have any pesticides and they have not been irradiated or microwaved. So we don't yeah. want that. Um, we want the organic ones. Yes. Yeah. Right. Very interesting. Well, this is the time when I ask the expert if they can give any positive uh, last comment for the end of the summer. If, if there's, we've, we've described a society which is um, saturated in toxins everywhere, what we drink, what we eat. And we haven't actually discussed the airways, but um, that's, that's for another day. But um, is there any hope for us? What can we, you know, is, uh, are things going to continue getting worse or do you think there's a, uh, um, a groundswell of um, awareness of people with the toxins that are around? I don't think things are going to improve. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, <laughs> You're breaking the rules, I'm eventually going to say something positive, but let me just lay the groundwork. Things are probably going to get worse as far as pollution and toxins are concerned because yeah. of um, increased industry, increased manufacturing, increased demand for all these products. Look around, everything's made of metal. Well, guess what? The manufacturing of that unleashes metals into our air yeah. and we're going to only have more and more chemicals unleashed. So, but the positive thing, there's more awareness of this yes. and um, there's uh, so many things you can do to take control, take your power back and detox your body. 
There's lots of things that you can do. Like I do an infrared sauna. I do coffee enemas. I take liver support supplements. I um, take minerals and detox supplements. And I've very successfully removed the majority of heavy metals and chemicals in my body. And I feel great today. I feel better than I felt in my 20s. And I'm 47. I have better brain function. I have better mood. I just, I feel amazing because of how I take care of myself. So I encourage people to not think about detox as like something they do once a, you know, once a year or in the spring or a 10 day <laughs> detox in a box. You want to be thinking of detox as a lifestyle, something wow. that you're adding to your already healthy uh, regimen. It's just like you do diet and supplements and exercise and sleep and stress reduction. And so um, and there's a little bit of a learning curve to know what to do and what to supplement with, but it's just something, do one thing a day towards detox. And, and that's what, what I do. And over, you know, 10 years time, um, you know, I've just made a, a tremendous amount of progress in my health and continue to, to do that. So I have all these tools and tricks and resources on my website. Okay. But, uh, but my message to people is if you are eating an amazingly healthy diet, you are taking high quality supplements, you're exercising and you're trying to sleep and you're just doing everything you can. Uh, or what you think you're supposed to be doing to be healthy, and you still don't feel good, or you just feel terrible, mm -hmm. you need to be thinking about detoxification and adding detox to your health regimen. Because I assure you that there's thousands and thousands of research studies out there that show that mercury and lead and arsenic and other heavy metals interfere in every different metabolic function in your body. So you're not going to be an exception. Uh, to having toxins in your body or having them negatively impact your health. So you have to think about detox if you want to live a long, healthy, disease-free, medication-free life. Wendy Myers, thank you so much for coming on to our program. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And to our friends on Facebook, goodbye. <laughs> well, it was very good. I actually noticed Wendy. Your backdrop is looking very similar to mine. Oh, I know. <laughs> Lots of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I must say mine is looking a little bit tidier, but that might be because you go through yours a little bit more often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's, mine's not just a prop. I go through mine as well. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> mine are just a prop. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Wendy. Um, yes, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and if anyone's still tuned in, um, if anyone uh, is interested in taking my quiz, I have a heavy metals quiz uh, where you can kind of deduce the relative levels of toxins you have in your body. Just go to heavymetalsquiz.com. You can take that. And you get a, a free video series after that. Fantastic. Okay, thank you once again. Have a fantastic yeah. evening. Okay, thank you so much, John. Nice talking to you. Very nice, nice meeting you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.